0: This is Actually, You Are
1: a Real Runner with Jacqueline Riccio. Alright, it is Jacqueline here and we are on our road trip and it is also my birthday. Can't believe it, but we've made it 52 episodes. It is a complete year since I started this podcast. I've learned so much. Um, Just talking with you guys, hearing you guys talk with me about running and about food, about body, about life. So many cool things that have happened this year, um, and this platform is just amazing to explore these different uh, topics. One thing that I realized was I never talked about the first marathon that I did with my with with Paul, who is right next to me as we are driving through some mountains. So today we're going to take time and talk about that first marathon, all of the cool things that happened, all of the crappy things that happened, um, and just it kind of just started everything. So, Paul, how are you doing today?
0: I'm doing great. How about you?
1: (laughs) I'm good. I'm glad we got our names settled. Um, But we're going to talk about that first marathon, which you participated participated in as well. It wasn't just me. So what made you want to run a marathon?
0: Well, I never really wanted to run a marathon, (laughs) but uh, you signed me up for a marathon, so I decided, hey, why not? Well, you decided that you wanted to run one and asked me if I wanted to do it, and I said, hey, why not? So,
1: Yeah, that's right. So, actually, I guess kind of picking off off of the first episode that we did, um, where I had run the first, we ran that 5K together, and that was my first 5K, I don't think it was your first, but that was my first 5K, and then December is when I started Whole30, and that was a mess. January didn't really do anything, I think it was around February where I was like, I need to do something, I need to start running again, I felt really great when I was running, so... I remember I called you, and I was like, Hey, Paul, um, I think I want to run a marathon. Do you want to do it?
0: No, I think you texted me. Oh, okay. I think you texted me. I
1: texted
0: you. And you said that you wanted to run a marathon, and asked if I want to do it. And I said, I don't know if I said yes right away. <laughs> or I was like, oh, yeah, sure, why not? Thinking it would never actually happen, not knowing that... Literally in front of the computer, about to book a marathon for both of us.
1: Right, like had my credit card out to book it, and that. But the the good thing I do, because in talking with other people, sometimes people are like, "Oh no, I just ran a marathon. I didn't do any other races." But we did do other races leading up to it. But I remember I dropped like four hundred dollars on my credit card that day, and Chase was like, "What are all of these charges?" But we did the Shamrock Shuffle, and then we did half marathon in Chicago. Yeah, the rock and roll half marathon. Right, and then it was the big marathon. Okay, cool. So that was crazy, because we had never done anything besides the 5K, Um, but it is what it is. So let's talk about training for a marathon. How did that go for you?
0: Um, Well, so I think we started training originally, so we started training for the half marathon, and I think everything went okay during the half marathon training. I don't think we ever really stuck to any particular plan, but I know like the last two or three weeks before the half marathon, I didn't do any running. Like, I just stopped. And then uh, the half marathon was brutal for me. Wait,
1: wait. Was that when we stopped at the Mexican restaurant what, after we picked up our packet? Oh my stopped gosh. From the
0: Mexico, but oh like, my gosh. For two days before that, you were out of town. Uh huh. So I was just eating pizza and. <laughs> Drinking two liters of Coke <laughs> and beers and stuff, oh. and I was like, "Well, this should be good." And yeah, I figured it would be okay. I'd get all my sugar and carbs in a couple oh, days yeah. before. But then, like three quarters of the f- way through the first mile of the half marathon, I started cramping up really bad. And then I just ran 13 miles with cramps. So that was that was not very fun. So that taught me not to drink Coca-Cola. And- <laughs> eat pizza two days before a marathon or before a run yes
1: yeah i don't yeah that was crazy yeah all i remember is we went to the mexican restaurant and i think we were like eating chips and i think we met like margaritas and whatever so it was not the best of times in preparing for the half marathon but so then that was during the summer and then the, the full marathon was in september
0: September September yeah I think it was because it was before the Chicago Marathon oh
1: right right it was before Chicago okay so walk us through training um, after the half marathon so after the half marathon how did you feel about the full marathon on its way
0: well I just assumed there was no way I'd be able to finish the full marathon after how I felt during the half marathon we decided to give it a try Uh, start eating different foods while we were training I think training went okay up until a point, we uh, and the most we ever ran in preparation for that, the full was like 14 miles, maybe 15 miles, something like that. Uh, so I guess you can say we didn't really train <laughs> as much as you know, we tried to just run when we could, and mm-hmm. you know, we didn't stick to our Saturday long runs. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was probably my fault mostly because I really. I don't really enjoy running as much as you do. I do it for the, uh, I like the, how I feel after I run, but I hate every second of the actual run itself. Yeah. But, um, yeah, so the training didn't go very well.
1: It didn't, but I, and I don't think that you were fully to blame because I, I recall possibly getting you running shoes and walking outside and seeing that there were puddles and saying, Let's <laughs> yeah. go back in. Uh, yeah. Or there was the other time that we drove all the way to like Lakeshore Drive to run on the path and I think I was like, mm, it's too cold. It was
0: cold and it started to mist a little bit and we drove there, which is not far, it's only a couple miles. But yeah, as soon as we got there we started running, <laughs> we ran like a maybe a block or two down yeah. the path. Oh my and god. And you're like, Let's turn around. <laughs> yes. I was like, Oh, you wanna go the other way? <laughs> Yeah, I want to go home. I'm done. I was like, "Oh, this is wonderful news!" (laughs) Right? (laughs) Because I didn't want to do this either, but I was gonna. So
1: yeah. Or I also so yeah. So there were definitely like the commitment level wasn't there, but also I still knew that we were going to run it because we had put the money down and it was a significant amount of money. So I knew we were going to do it. Just knew it wasn't going to be pretty. Um, But then. I also remember one time. Well, a couple things. One, we did used to run and we'd get to like the south side of Chicago and I thought that would that was so cool. Anytime that we got to where the streets were numbers and I could see like how far south we were going, it was like insane to see that and think about driving our car here, like how long that would take. So, you know, we did not do well with training, but we did do the most that we'd ever done and like pushed our bodies to do the most that we'd ever done. And that was pretty cool. Do you remember that one time we were running and there was the lady that was
0: speed walking? Yeah, she kept catching up to us (laughs) (laughs) because it was towards the end of our, our long run, I think. And we, uh, we would go past her, we would run past her, but then we would stop to walk because we were at like mile nine or something. And then she would catch up to us and be like, (laughs) <laughs> we gotta we gotta start running again because this crazy lady speed walking is passing us up. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I do remember that. that was funny. Yeah,
1: I guess it that is like the example of like the tortoise and the hare. Like she was just like keeping her steady pace, and we were the hare trying to go fast and then just stopping. Um, but that was that was cool. All right, so tell us about your longest run of training. Um, you said it was around 14 or 15 miles. What did that
0: look like? Well, so it was both of us. We ran together. Yeah. As you know. <laughs> and, uh, uh, I mean, it was okay. We ran at at night, so it was, like, after work. Um, we ran from our apartment in Wicker Park down Grand up to like, uh, Navy Pier area, and then down the lakefront path to Soldier Field or something? Yeah. I can't remember exactly how far, and then we just turned around. So then we turned around, and I don't, I, I guess it's okay, but once I turn around, it's, yeah, it's it's over. I just I just want to be done, knowing how much further I've got. But, um, it wasn't too bad. We didn't, I don't think I ever ran the, a full way through any of the long training runs. I was always more of a run, walk type of runner i've never been one that could just even a 5k now probably maybe once or twice i've run an entire 5k Mm -hmm. without stopping but for the most part i will run up to a certain distance and then walk and i did that through the training as well through that one but i think at the end of the training my knee started hurting Uh or some some part of my leg started hurting that it sort of affected the rest of it why we didn't do much more of the long runs because we tried one more long run and we just didn't make it we ended up calling an uber halfway through
1: <laughs> that was yeah no i think that something on you was hurting and like the side of my foot was hurting and we got to soldier fields which is the bear stadium in chicago football stadium and there was a game going on and there were a bunch of cabs and we literally just hopped in a cab Yeah,
0: people were were tailgating and drinking beers and it was so sad to not just be able to just stop And start tailgating Because I know a bunch of people That have season tickets So I probably could have found Some people there But um We were just in so much pain Yeah It wasn't that much fun And we tried to run early enough So we can get back in time For the Bears game And then we just Called an Uber
1: Yeah Which goes to show though Like A lot of the pain That we we were having Was because We had not properly trained Like on I mean I'm sure anyone's body Is in pain when they're training But we had not properly, Properly trained We're putting too much our bodies that our bodies could handle at that time Um, so looking back like no like I would never run a marathon without properly training now but there's just things like you do when you're younger that you just don't know any better Um, yeah that was it was awful but it is what it is so okay so training hop to the cab that's done Um, tell us about the actual
0: race race itself was was good up until (laughs) mile 15 or so, 16 maybe. Uh, I actually felt better about that first 15 miles than I had felt about any run that I had done up until that point. Even like the half marathon that we had run, like, it was no problem. But, around mile 16, your knee started hurting. Yeah. And then, uh, So the race that we ran, the Quad Cities Half Marathon, was actually like, so it was a 5K, it was a half marathon, and it was a marathon, but everybody started at the same time. And there was a relay. And there was a marathon relay. So everyone started at the same time, so you would get to the 5K mark, and a bunch of people would be done. And then you get to the half marathon mark, and a bunch more people would be done. And then you'd realize, you still had 13 more miles to go. And most of the people had stopped running, mm-hmm. and they were already done. So it got really, really lonely for the second half of the race. I mean, it, it's in Quad Cities, so it's in Iowa, and yeah, it, it was just—it was weird. It wasn't quite what you would expect a marathon to be with like a bunch of people cheering you on. Although there there, there were some in certain marathon, areas, yeah. there were miles at a time mm-hmm. where you wouldn't see anybody and except was- for. You know, if you pass someone or if someone passed you,
1: <laughs> it was crazy. Like just looking off and just seeing grassland, or like, or even passing houses sometimes. But people were not out cheering. Like it wasn't this. Like in some towns, like in Chicago or Boston, New York, like it's like, oh my gosh, the marathon is here, everyone's out to cheer. It wasn't like that. And granted, like you said, there were certain parts where people were having, like, maybe get-togethers, but for the most part, it wasn't. Yeah, so the last
0: six miles is where everybody set up shop, I think, That's for, true. Yeah. for the parties. because So, some of the race was on the expressway, so they shut down a lane of the expressway, and around mile 20, you get off the expressway and you run down a side street, but where you get off the expressway, you're like two blocks away from the finish line at that point, yeah. but you still have six miles left. So, you turn down and you run three miles down the street one way, and then you turn around and run back down that street three miles. So, as you're running up the first three miles, people are passing you by. we are not passing you by, but they're going down the second three miles to finish the race. And you just can't wait to get there. So It was it was good and bad, because it got you the, the feeling like, oh, this is going to be great. We're going to finish. That's the finish line But then, you know, you've got six more miles left, and they're the hardest six miles.
1: Hardest six. And it's so hard, too, because you're like, oh, it's only six miles. Right. And then you're like, well, wait, what's my pace for the six miles? Okay, this is... so over an hour. Over an hour of running. (laughs) Which is insane. Oh, my gosh. So, those last six miles take us to how your body was feeling What were you telling yourself as you were like how did you make it through those six miles
0: Uh, the last six miles were really really hard so um, my lower back started to cramp around yeah probably like mile 21 or so and I could not run for more than half mile at a time without having to stop and bend over and stretch and (laughs) it was it was it was bad I think around mile 23 I stopped completely, mm-hmm. and I waited mm-hmm. for someone to catch up.
1: Who was that? <laughs>
0: <laughs> it was you. Yeah. So I waited for you to catch up, because you started running with someone else. There was mm-hmm. a girl that you were, you had the same pace as, so you guys just ran together. And then um, around 23, I stopped for a while and just stood there and waited. And I think that was probably the worst thing I could have done, because I stopped moving, and my muscles started to be like, all right. This wasn't bad. I think we're done. And then uh, when I had to start running again, it was like, whoa, whoa. That was a trick. So, uh, but yeah, so the last three miles were, we did together and they were awful. I hated them. I couldn't stand them.
1: It was hard. And it, I think, yeah, it was hard. It was hard. But in running with that girl, I remember telling her, um, I just don't want to be the last person. You know, I don't care. I don't care. And she was like... I just want to
0: beat you, (laughs) baby.
1: No. But there were people behind us, a few. I don't know how many. There were some people behind us. It wasn't a giant race like Chicago or New York. And obviously, a lot of people had done the shorter races. But I remember saying to her, I just don't want to be last. And then she turned to me and she was like, I don't care if I'm last. She's like, do you know what percentage of the people, like, in the world that run a marathon, or, like, complete a marathon? And I was like, I have no idea. And I don't know what percentage it is. But obviously, it's very small. So that was, like, a good, like... Oh, okay, like even if I am the last person, even if we finished after this is done, like we still did it. And so that was that was a little bit of helpful. I think sometimes you just have to find like motivation <laughs> anywhere you can during that because it was it's just like a mind
0: to just stop no one that's to where everybody was partying yeah. too yeah. so you just stopped and started drinking beers and yeah. no one would have mattered no one would have cared because it's not like well one because we just went out there by ourselves so yeah, we no didn't have cheering people us. cheering us on or people waiting for us at the end it was just the two of us so when we got to the end we, we finished it together and they announced our names yeah but the end was so sad because we were we weren't the last ones but we were we didn't have a great pace yeah Uh, So there were not a lot of people left and they were like taking down the tents and the live music (laughs) had stopped. So we were just left with some cookies and some beer, which was fine by me, but uh, it made it sort of, it was not as dramatic of a finish as as we, we thought it would be for a marathon.
1: Yeah, definitely. It was, it was like, yay, I finished and also like no one's here to celebrate me. Um, which whatever you gotta celebrate yourself. But I remember that was I never drink the beer at the end of a race. I'm always like oh gross beer, but it's it to me. Yeah, but at that point we had eaten so much sugar on the race that I was like, give me this beer. I need something that's not sugar and I'm like so happy that we did this and we're done and we don't have to do this anymore.
0: Yeah, that was probably it's one of those super, so if you're ever sick. You know when you're sick and you just feel like, oh my God, I can't wait until I'm not sick. It's going to be the greatest feeling in the world. (laughs) And you almost take for granted all the times where you're just normal every day, how you feel. That's how this felt when you stopped running. You're like, oh my God, this is so great that I don't have to be running right now. But then you're just, you're just there, you know, but it's so exciting that you don't have to be doing it at that
1: time. (laughs) Yeah, definitely. So then we got our
0: medal. We got our prize. We got our prize. We drank some beer. And then we went to a bar. And... Ate everything. Ate a lot. Yeah, yeah. We each ate a full meal with an appetizer. We had some beers. And we left and went to our hotel because we were going to go watch the Bears game. And we ordered a pizza. And we ate the pizza. And then fell asleep and woke up with our entire bodies just cramped up. Yeah. Like our hands. We couldn't even open our hands because like the muscles in our hands were cramping. Yeah, it was was crazy. I'd never felt anything like that before.
1: No. I'm just thinking about that. Like, yeah, like it being hard to open my hands up.
0: Like... The the thing is, I've never heard this before. I don't know if this happens to people a lot. I don't... Maybe just because weren't hydrated enough we were just focusing uh, too much on like the sugars and the candies that they were handing out and like the the goo stuff that they would give and Gatorades where we weren't necessarily hydrated because I was I was super salty as well and very very cramped when I woke up so maybe just the way that we had run the race and the way that we had uh, like hydrated and
1: during the race. Yeah. I yeah, in, in races after it, like I don't think I ever felt like that. So I think it was just like one, a lack of training and knowledge on like what we should have been doing for our bodies and then probably not doing the right thing during the training or during the race, you know, yeah, with what we were putting in, in our bodies. But again, is what it is. Live and learn. Um so wow that like that was crazy. That was
0: I think so I mean you've run two more since then? Yeah. So, yeah.
1: So, okay, so obviously it wasn't the perfect race and it wasn't the perfect training, but you learn stuff. So I talk a lot about we don't we don't have wins and losses. We have wins or we have lessons. So all of the shit that we mess up, like we can sit there and we can pout, or or we can be like, okay, here's what I learned from it. So Um, For our listeners today, we have a lot of people, you know, we're heading into 2018. We're going to have a lot of people that are like, hey, I want to start running. I want to try something. Maybe they want to do a marathon or maybe they want to do a 5K. What are like three uh, pieces of advice that you can give based on the shit that you messed up?
0: Uh, I think one would be, you know, have a good reason to do it. Mm. You know, like... If you just say, oh, I'm going to go do this, and you don't have any motivating factors, any reasoning behind it, it's a little less, it's a little bit more difficult to stick to any plans, to stick to any training, and that moves into number two is to put together a training plan that you can stick with. I think during our training, we had this plan written out that we got from the internet, mm-hmm. and it was just too hard to stick with with our schedules, working, uh, having to run at night sometimes, um, you know. So, so putting together a training plan that you can stick with, and then, you know, three is just have fun with it because mm-hmm. I don't know if everybody listening loves running. I mean, you're all runners in some capacity, um, but it's it's not the <laughs> <laughs> just the most exciting sport. It's a lot of the same thing. Yeah. So you got to just find ways to have fun with the training, with the race itself, having being able to do it with Jacqueline was was my fun because I enjoy hanging out with her and gave me a little extra boost. Also, she was the one that motivated me to actually do the training runs that I did because most of the time I didn't really want to do it because I didn't have that reason. I didn't That's have that so initial true. reason to say, I want to run a marathon. I was just running it as Jacqueline said, let's run a marathon. Uh-huh. So think, you know, if I would ever do it again, which I'm not sure I would do a marathon necessarily, maybe half marathons, Mm -hmm. I'd have to put together, you know, reasons to why I wanted to do that before I actually, you know, signed up.
1: Yeah, that's so true. I think, um, the, the motivating factor is so true. And, and the great thing too, is that I think for me, at least, um, because running kind of became a thing, but it was like, the first marathon was, like, it didn't go perfectly, so it made me, okay, I want to actually do this, like, with training. I want to try this again and, like, you know, actually do it so that marathon became the motivating factor for the second marathon and just see oh and seeing the excitement at the chicago marathon and seeing what we missed out on with the quads but those are great tips i think that when running becomes the thing that we're doing to add value to our lives um it can really change things so i like that awesome
0: awesome
1: yeah Thanks so much for being on the podcast today, Paul.
0: Yeah, it was my pleasure. I had a lot of fun.
1: <laughs> All right. So what... Oh, last thing. What uh, What plans do you have for running in
0: 2018? Uh, <laughs> Ooh, I, don't, I don't have any plans necessarily. I would like to run more. Yeah. Because, as I said, the, I don't necessarily like the... During the run, but I do like the way I feel after a run. Uh, you feel more energized. Mm-hmm. You feel like you got something big accomplished. Um, you know, even if you didn't really do anything other than that, you still feel like you had a pretty accomplishing day. So, you know, especially once it gets warmer, I definitely would like to run more often, run multiple times per week. But I don't I don't have any plans right now to, you know, run any particular race. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. You know, maybe I'd like to sign up for a race or two. I just haven't put together... Any sort of plans or ideas for what that race would be or how long of a distance I'd run.
1: Yeah, and we had a lot of fun last year. We ran a couple of them and they weren't serious runs, they weren't anything that we like actually trained for. Nothing you know, ridiculously long, but like the one we did on Fourth of July, what was that,
0: a 10K? I think so. If I were to do if I were to have one plan and I could put together one plan for a race, it would be to get other people I know, or other people I enjoy, to run it with me, mainly for the celebratory drinks <laughs> afterwards. Yeah, being able to go out and have fun with those people after the accomplishment. So maybe I'll do something like that.
1: Yeah, definitely. I like that. It, it being something fun, and I think a lot of times runners can get into this idea of like, oh, I gotta do another race. I gotta do another race. But and that's fine. Like that's motivating. But it can also be, hey, we're just doing this for fun. Um, so I like that. Awesome. Well, thank you again, Paul. No problem. All right. Guys, thank you so much for joining me this first year of podcasting. It's been so much fun. I've learned so much um, just sharing my story with you, hearing your stories. Uh, Definitely check out the show notes for some links. I'm going to put in, um, if you are running a race or want to get started, I'm going to put some training tips in there um, and some plans that you can check out. I also have... Um, A few spots open for clients, my imperfect eating coaching um, for life. Definitely check out the details in the show notes. Make 2019 awesome. Thank you for joining me this year. Bye, guys.